0: Didn't know. Hey, hey, didn't know. Hey, guys. Barbell Voodoo Podcast. You're on the back deck of the uh, Barbell Voodoo HQ in beautiful Thompson Station, Tennessee. Anyway, sitting here on the back porch. The wife is here. The dogs are here. My friends Kelsey and Patrick are here. Right, Patrick? I'm here. He is here. He is busy Snapchatting. Anyway,
1: dog
0: filter. With the dog filter. Uh, Real quick, before we get into this week's episode, um, going around the horn, May 6th is the second annual CrossFit Against Cancer. That is Center Hill CrossFit in Smithville, Tennessee. I think they do still have some uh, spots open um, for that, if you want to check that out. May 13th, War of the Wads is in Madison, Alabama. If you want to check that out, CrossFit Madison is the place to go. Uh, Check them out on the Facebooks. Um, If you are here local, um, want to get some uh, continued education, May 13th, Mastering the Basics Performance and PR Workshop at CrossFit Combustion, you can shoot them a message on Facebook or for tickets is drjewett07.wordpress.com. For tickets to that event, that is May 13th at CrossFit Combustion. And bruh, 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 Continuing on down. We got on the 20th um, CrossFit Clarksville Challenge 2017. That is in Cross or in Clarksville, Tennessee. Hello. And on the 20th, Battle of the Brewery, that is in Nolansville. And then the week after that is Central Regionals. Uh, come check us out. Central Regionals, we will have a booth. We're giving away all kinds of stuff. Um, and, um, yeah, come see us. Anyway, so this past weekend was the um, Mayhem for muster Seed event. It was huge, ran like a sewing machine, as it always does. They do an amazing job. Um, that Rich Froning guy, he is super fit, Everybody, is, why are y'all doing thumbs up? What are y'all doing? Y'all like the Rich Froning guy? He's pretty nice. Um, if it recorded, you'll hear a little bit of Rich Froning um, on the podcast this week. Uh, he did sit down with me for a couple minutes. Um, I ain't going to lie, I was a fanboy, and I got totally nervous, so you'll probably hear that and... If not, we're going to have him on. Actually, we're working on it now, so um, I did get to talk to him for a couple minutes. Otherwise, uh, me and Jamie, uh, just kind of shooting the breeze, sitting out in the uh, Barbo Voodoo van, took a little break um, from the booth. Uh, we kind of talk about, I think it's like on episode three, which was the last time we were at um, Mayhem for Mustard Seed, when we were talking about, hey... Wouldn't it be cool if Barbo Voodoo had a van? So here we are, a year later, in uh, in the in the van. So that's kind of cool. Not down by the river, but in a van. I know that was funny, right? Uh, anyway, so um, check out our sponsors, uh, Nashville Fit Magazine, uh, NashvilleFitMagazine.com. They got a new episode coming out soon. Uh, I know they. Are, it's not new episode. If it's a magazine, it's an edition, yeah. right? Edition. Edition totally screwed that up hope he doesn't get mad Ryan I apologize Sorry. it is an edition they have a new edition coming out very soon I know they just did a photo shoot um, over at uh, Trivium so that I'm excited to see that that should be coming out shortly also go check out Greater Than again Tropical Medley is the best flavor on the planet I love that stuff I chug it uh, I may or may not have mixed it with vodka so far, but either way, it's super tasty. Uh, shout out to Tim Donegan for keeping me supplied with some greater than. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it for sponsors today, kids. Anyway, enjoy the old podcast. All right, we're here at, uh, at Mayhem for Mustard Seed with the Rich Frony. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, just real quick, going to ask how you got involved with Mustard Seed, what made you come up with the idea of putting uh, this on every year? Yeah, so I actually didn't come up with the idea okay. um, we went to a fundraiser dinner that they used to have every year um, I guess it was five years ago and one of the members on the committee for uh, Mustard Seed is a member at our gym and um, they got the idea of trying to do a CrossFit competition I was like sure, so uh, that's kind of where we're at now, we're in fourth year and uh, we've raised quite a bit of money and so it's, uh, we's, it's every
1: good. year it's a big success getting, And so it's, it's bigger and bigger yeah, every it's year been, it's
0: been great uh, well, that was it. Just wanted to say hi. Awesome, and, yeah! Uh, thanks for thanks coming. For we appreciate it again. Peace. Thanks and for the
1: support. Love. Thank you very much.
0: This is the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your hosts Roy Mangrum and Jamie Free.
2: Going just to the other side of the house, he's like, "Here, let me steer you this direction." Why do you keep getting under couch. my legs. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna go sit down because
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, the couch oh, is over here. Job you know? done. Job done. Yeah,
2: he was so excited.
1: Yeah, he's never seen a cow in his life, but he knows how to hurt.
0: It's that uh, instincts.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I gotta. No, no, we're fine. gonna be late getting back. So you think? Yeah, you're not yeah. benching today, bro.
0: Oh, I am. It just won't be a four. <laughs> i Have to text them to the work out.
1: All right, so we're here, CrossFit night. Yep, night's PTR. Night's PTR is that is that officially, officially unaffiliated? Officially? Really? Yes, as That's of that. September of last year. Wow. Okay. Uh,
2: what happened there is uh, after five years of begging CrossFit to let us do uh, certifications, and they were rejecting us even though we meet all the qualifications. Yeah. And we are technically the oldest affiliate in town. Yeah. We're just like, I'm not sure exactly what I'm paying you $3,000
1: a year for. Yeah. If you won't let me do anything. So they so, wouldn't let you host? Nothing. nothing. Really? Yeah. Is it probably because of the other one in town or? Yep. They're like, well, you know, Richard Jim really likes doing them so. Why wouldn't they just do two? <laughs> well, he does two a month. I mean, one, two in the same weekend That's them, what, $120,000? Well, I mean, the
0: thing is, is, you know, yeah. you could... You could still have, like, he could still do his two
1: much a month. You could still do
2: one. Yeah, no, I'll even do the ones that he doesn't
1: do. It's not like they only have one search. <laughs> just give us the stuff that they don't do, and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I won't complain. No, yeah. nothing.
2: And then, what's the guy, girl's name from CrossFit? She call, she does her yearly phone call to you just to see how everything's going. Yeah. I'm not on the affiliate I can't charger. think of her name. She's in videos. You hear her all the time. Every time she'd call, that would be what we talked about. And she's like, well, there's not really anything I can do. I said, like, well, you, you called me to ask what I needed. I'm telling you. This is what so we need. So what
0: was the purpose of the call? <laughs> yeah,
2: nothing. <laughs> Just to say she called. I fill a quota.
1: Yep. That's, yeah. right. that's what she's doing. Her job is to call so many affiliates a day, and that's what she's doing. So nice PTR. Yeah, like you said, one of the things that I was intrigued about, we talked about a little bit mm-hmm. yesterday, was the fact that you are the oldest affiliate, or were the oldest in affiliate, in town. affiliate in town. Yep. What brought you to that point to start, you know? Uh,
2: so, I worked out with Rich in his gym Yeah. Uh, before it was mayhem. So this was faith out of... Oh, yeah. It was uh, power out of a little place over by the high school. Okay. And uh, this was right before he came in second place at the games okay. in 11. And uh, he uh, he had his little place over there, he had a couple coaches david oaks a uh, bunch of good guys darren was over there at that point too okay. and the uh, dominant degree okay and uh, we we were working out there and i went and got my level one because i was going to start helping them coach i just kind of got interested mm-hmm. in in doing it i completely stopped doing any other training but CrossFit, it and uh right after i got my level one they closed really <laughs> yeah and they they closed down uh rich was kind of getting really busy with Eating. All things yeah. CrossFit. Uh, at that point, I think he was actually on the uh, the certification staff okay. for just a short period of time. So he's moving around, and they just kind of were at a point where they they were all just too busy doing yeah. other things. And I actually tried to buy it from him. Yeah. Of course, I didn't know at the point at that point you couldn't be a uh, you couldn't buy an existing affiliate. Yeah. Uh, but tried to buy it from them. They kind of didn't want to do that uh, for various reasons. Which is fine. Yeah. So me and my buddy Darren opened up CrossFit Nights. Is that when you started growing your beard? No,
1: because that, that thing is epic. <laughs> it is oh. an epic beard. It's I'm like, I'm, I'm, having, like move, I'm like following this. It's it moving. has its when I'm I run, it whistles such, in the wind. I'm having this yeah. beard envy. Uh, you?
2: Yeah. Well, I yeah, can't you. even grow facial hair. No, my barber actually. What happened with the whole beard thing is my barber goes. We were in there one day. I was just getting my hair cut. I had no facial hair. He goes, you know what? I think every man should spend one year. Growing his facial hair out in his life without shaving, just one so year. he know. Every man, every man should do it for one year. I'm like, huh?
0: Challenge accepted. Okay,
2: <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then that was like three and a half years ago.
1: Barbers are some of the smartest people around.
2: Oh yeah, they know a little bit about everything. That's right. They have therapy.
1: Art.
2: Yeah. I, I love. I mean, the barber shop is my kind of like thing. Yeah. I try to at least go a uh, couple times a month if I'm not too busy. But yeah, I'm definitely. Definitely try to go. I go to Veterans up here in town. Nice. It's a
1: great place.
0: That's cool. You just yeah. hang out.
1: Yep. Shoot the breeze. So, so when when was the official open date for you here? Uh, my
2: CrossFit Nights opened July eighteenth, 2011. Wow. Uh, we're coming up uh, on six years and a couple months. And then, of course, we changed the name to to PTR last September. Yeah. But, uh, so we're almost six years old. It's kind of a interesting interesting thing kind of how that all happened. I, at a point in my life where I was like, I weighed 275 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was huge, lazy, didn't do anything, never worked out. I had a couple guys, uh, Darren, business partner being one of them, and another guy that I like, consider my mentor, his name's Johnny. Uh, they both worked out. Yeah. You know, They didn't do CrossFit. This was before CrossFit ever really yeah. got going, at least in this area. And uh, they kind of like Gently persuaded me to the point that it became into hassling me yeah. to just at least come to the gym with them. Yeah. You know? So I kind of did that and wasn't really interested. And that kind of went on and on and on. And then after about six months of that, one morning I woke up and I was like, you know, I'm kind of tired of not doing anything. Yeah. You know, I, I worked every day, but then I went home and I sat on the couch. You know, I didn't really do anything. So I started, you know, changing how I ate and started going to the gym with those guys and back and forth, back and forth. Lost about forty pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not really doing much gym. Just, yeah. just, you know, eating correctly. And then uh, one day, I kind of really got into the gym. At that point, we drove by Rich's place. That's close to where we used to work. Mm-hmm. My buddy Johnny's like, "We should go try that out. It'd be good cardio." Mm-hmm. We had no clue what we were talking about. Huh. And it was kind of funny because we walked in there one evening, and uh, Rich was there and Hunsucker. And they kind of give us, like, a five-second questionnaire. Like, so you guys work out? Yeah. All right. Let's just throw you right in here to the workout. Uh, You've never done any of this stuff before. You don't know what CrossFit is.
1: But you should be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just hang out. You can just walk right. You're good. You're you're good to go.
2: And we did this workout. And I'm trying to remember the specifics. I remember throwing up and then coming back and continuing to work. And it was was absolutely wretched. Uh, And then we finally left. And... We walked out the door, and I looked at Johnny, and I said, I am never doing that again. Yeah. That was crazy. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, me too. At the time, Johnny was my boss. Yeah. So we went to work the next day, and he's like, what do you think about that? I'm like, it was terrible. I can't move. Things hurt. It shouldn't be hurting. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next day, it's like a Wednesday, he's like, let's go back again. I'm like, no. So all day long, (laughs) we're at work. When we're at work, he pesters me to death about it. And finally, I was like, okay, I'll go whatever, you know, whatever it takes, just I'll go, and uh, so we went back again, another horrible workout, I remember it had hang cleans, I'd never done a clean in my life, yeah. and it had burpees, also had never done burpees in my life, and the coach, his name was Kurt, I remember this, we're like in the middle of this workout, and I'm, I'm dying, I'm, I'm literally just standing there, hands on my knees, staring at the floor, just miserable, wishing I could just walk out the door, and Rich walks in, and he's like, Let's go, boys. And he just kind of walks on by. He's not coaching. (laughs) And Kurt looks at him and goes, these guys are like 10 minutes in. They've already took like five breaks. I mean, he's just like, it's their second time. And he is like (laughs) giving it to us. Horrible. And I'm like, it kind of made me mad. Yeah. And like, so went through it, got sick again, left, same thing, never doing this again. Back and forth, back and forth. Then went back two days later and went back two days later. And then a month later. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. It's just like, I got mad because I wasn't good at it. Yeah. Not that I'm good at it now, but I got mad because other people in there were like, made it look, well, they, they, it was terrible for them, but they didn't it die it easier. Than yes, so they, I, they didn't lay in the fetal position in the corner for, you know, a half yeah. hour. And, uh, I just kind of, I don't know. I didn't like being just outdid. Yeah. That's bad to say, but at just at that time in my life, yeah. that was a major motivator for me. I was just yeah. like, I don't. I don't like it that that guy doesn't struggle with this like I do. I thought I was in good shape.
1: Yeah. I was wrong. (laughs) I feel like that's a a very, very similar story to a lot of, like, because my first time, I didn't even know I was doing CrossFit. Didn't even know it because I was out in California. I was working for um, the uh, Sacramento River Cats, and I went to a a midtown strength conditioning. And I didn't realize this at the time, but this guy's name is Chad Augustine. He was the fittest man in the world, like your first experience. Yeah. But Chad Augustine has been to the games multiple times. He's a master's athlete, and he's put me through my cardio. <laughs> well, uh, cardio it involves throwing up, apparently, because I <laughs> yeah. threw up both times. I went in there, uh, and that was kind of my first introduction without knowing it. And then my second introduction was seven minutes of burpees. Oh. And I came out hot. I came out so hot. I was like, I oh, burpees. Come on. I can do burpees. These. Seven minutes. Seven minutes is nothing. So I did 27 in the first minute. <laughs> and then, like D-Rob told me afterwards, because Derek Robinson was, was the guy that was judging me. He's like, either you're going to break a record or you're going to die. <laughs> well, I died. <laughs> I laid on the ground No records
0: broken today. Seven
1: minutes of work, an hour of laying on the ground. And literally. And I, I, I think classes went on around me. You know they're just kind of <laughs> literally cord sort of, kind of lead <laughs> him off
2: um, chalk outline he may be dead, so we
1: better but yeah, I mean, I totally understand that, and I told myself that nothing was going to make me feel that way. nothing's going to get the better of me again, so I had the same motivation you had no one's going to make me feel like that
2: yeah, it, it was I have grown out of that I have. thankfully <laughs> uh, I, I I mean, I find the motivation in other things, yeah. but I'm way past the getting out... Can't stand to be outdone. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just... I'm almost 36 years old. And yeah. there are other things that motivate me and push me. Like, what you and I talked about, the whole reason I started this whole deal... Yeah. Is uh, to get my chance at... I know this sounds crazy. To get on that show. Yeah. To, to do, to, to do the, that show. The selection is really what I am really yeah. want to do. And people think I'm crazy because there's, there's no benefit to that monetarily or anything. It's just... It's a... 12 to 20 day beat down session yeah for nothing just to say that you did pride man yeah. yeah but you know and and i just like it, that motivates me but back then it was like that guy's not gonna beat me i'm yeah. stronger than he is or i'm faster than he is or whatever which was nowhere near the truth but your ego oh yeah your ego yeah. talks yeah. to you and you're just like yeah you got this yeah and it'll get you in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Look, as you to do seven minutes of burpees, yeah, yeah, this is what it'll do. I remember doing that workout, seven minutes of burpees, and I did the exact same thing. It was the first year that we did the open mm-hmm. at nights. Yeah, so we like invited everybody and their family. Like, up, yeah, like everybody's pumped up, and it's like, so what we decided to do is like, all right, so we'll have all all the spectators along this wall, and we set up the thing and where everybody's kind of your backer to your spectators, and the judges are in front of you. And one of my buddies named Tyler. Uh, he's like, "All right, I got you." He's going to judge you. Now he just went that he should not have been judging anything because <laughs> he he's still like staggering he wasn't around, even looking at you. Yeah, can't even count. He's sitting on a box, going, "Good one, job,
0: two potato." Yeah, I apple. Mean, that's,
2: that's where he was at. Yeah. I mean, he was. But I'm like, "All right, seven minutes." I had this whole strategy in my head, and then it's three, two, one, go. And then I did the same thing as fast as I could possibly go the first sixty seconds. And I think I've got about a third of my total in the first sixty seconds, yeah. and the rest of the time it was just kind of fall on the ground, yeah. crawl back up, jump and touch. Look, the look plate. up, You're like,
1: where is it? So tall, dude! I only but got eighty three. I didn't get that many. I mean, I mean that was not even. I good.
0: finished it in three minutes. I don't know what took you so long.
1: <laughs> I stopped at
2: three. It yeah. yeah, it's like I was, it was a, I figured the number was high enough. Yeah, it was, was way too seven
0: high. Seven minute ham it only took me half the yeah. time. <laughs>
1: half that time. But yeah, yeah like the Chuck, <laughs> the Chuck Norris of CrossFit. This this the
0: Chuck Norris of CrossFit.
1: Seven minute <laughs> ham rap took me three. What up?
0: What's going on?
1: Yeah, so. I mean, it was, I remember those things. I mean, so that was back well. when. It was your first year here doing the open. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah.
2: First year doing the open. I did the open uh, in 2011. Mm-hmm. That's when we all went over to CrossFit Cookboy and went to. The TTU facility yeah. and did the open. So, like the first year, the first year of the open, uh, we all did it over there. That's when we're eleven point one, where Rich did ten rounds in ten minutes. I do not know what the workout was. It's the fifteenth power snatch and uh, thirty yeah. double unders.
1: Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was insane. Yeah, and then people <laughs> were beating that. What in two thousand thirteen? yeah I think somebody beat that too now he didn't do as
2: good but uh, other people beat that school yeah but which is crazy at that time I was like that's untouchable I mean in 2011 like he was two rounds further than, than anybody yeah. I and mean, he wasn't close that's crazy but yeah, that was also the year that had the uh, five minute squat clean plus jerk get a rep you get a point for every, the for squat clean, clean one, and then the jerk, the jerk.
1: Yeah.
2: I remember going this is my workout because <laughs> I mean that's I mean I, I like the weight you know mm. I think I got like 34 reps. Yeah. It was horrible. Once again, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just gonna go really fast out of the gate, and yeah. then just
1: kind of fall apart about two minutes in. That's what I always wait for, like the text messages to start after when they're releasing workouts. I'll get yeah. a text message, to be, oh, this is you. This, I'm like, I did dude the same There's thing. 200 toast bar. <laughs> how is this me? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how this is me. This there's your wheel. There's house. a 5K row. How is that me? <laughs> I don't get it. But you know, people, it's it's funny, like, cause I'm like, I want to lift weights, like, that's what like, I mean. I really just want to deadlift. Yeah, that's the yeah. only thing I want to do. But you know, you get those workouts, then all of a sudden you're just crushed by it, and you're just like, shit, what happened? Yeah. But um, yeah, that's a uh, I I never I've never done that one though. I've never did the 155.
2: I've redid it several times since then, yeah. and I've done exceptionally better every single time I've done it. Yeah. But. At the time when I'm like, this is this is my, yeah. this is my time to shine. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it was so terrible. And then what? Rich got 96 reps. I mean, that's it. <laughs> Couldn't get 100. I remember him. He's like kicking off his shoes at the end of it, trying to like walk it off because yeah. he's like cramping up and stuff. It was pretty nuts. And, and you're
1: like, man, I didn't feel like that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel like that because I only got like literally less than a third. Of, you're you're of looking those. down at your shoes. And you're like. No, we're good. We're gonna stay on. on my yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it was guys' problem. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. But uh, yeah, I mean,
2: twenty eleven's first time doing the open, and yeah. we did twenty twelve, did the open here. Have done it every time since. It's yeah. been, I guess you know, it's pretty crazy. I don't ever like I I loved in the open because we've done intramural teams uh-huh. and stuff like that. It's always a blast to kind of mm-hmm. just get some more people involved that normally wouldn't do the open. Yeah, because. A lot of people are intimidated by getting ranked yeah. and being yeah. a part of that, even yeah. though they're scaled now and all those things. But if you, if you try to take that out of it, it, uh, it kind of makes people less, yeah. less intimidated. So they, you know, they're just working as
1: – within the gym, the people yeah. that feel commu- you know, part of their community, it works – so it seems to work a lot better. But. So you know, since 2012, you've had this, this space, right? Uh, or, we, not this space, but like this gym. Yeah, nights. Yeah, not not so, since 2012. So that means you've been around for five plus years. Yeah. All right. So how do you, as a business owner, how do you um, split your time? Because you have a real job. Yep. This is not real jobs. Obviously, we, do, you know, owning a gym is not a real job. No. Um, I'm kidding. That's sarcasm. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have a job outside of this. How do, how do you manage your time? I mean, I know your schedule. Yep. Because we work together. Mm-hmm. Hard to get, but. You know, outside of that, tell us how how you manage that, plus family, plus... Yeah, I mean, I don't ever have... I mean, there's not real good answers to that. I mean, it's a really fluid
2: thing from time to time. But, you know, my day starts at between 4.45 and 5 in the morning. I get to work at 5.45 a.m., normal job. I work 5.45 till 5 Mm -hmm. p.m., Monday through Thursday, at least, sometimes even on Fridays. Uh, I train at lunch, Mm -hmm. since I'm I'm lucky enough to be... uh, supervisor there, I can leave for an hour at lunch. I come here and I train. So I get my first training session at lunch, then I come back and depending on what day of the week it is, I either come back to the gym at 5pm and do my training session Mm -hmm. and then coach classes, or vice versa, I coach classes and then do my training session Mm -hmm. afterwards. And then, hopefully, if everything goes well Monday through Thursday, I am off work on Fridays. And then I, generally, Jamie, you have me trying to kill me on Fridays. (laughs) Uh, So... So Fridays, I'll show him. I get him I'm
1: just trying to make sure you you enjoy your weekend. <laughs> enjoy. My week. So uh,
2: so on Fridays, everything goes well. I'm in here at about eight in the morning, do my first session for here about two hours, and then go try to recover, and then come back yeah. about four, and then do my second session, and then coach the rest of the evening. But you know, I've been married. I'm fortunate enough to be married for almost 17 years. Next month, awesome. I'm only 35 years old, so do the math on that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've been together since we were 15 uh, but and I have a son who's 8 uh-huh. and luckily enough she's a coach mm-hmm. so she's here a lot of the times yeah. and she is unbelievable at CrossFit and uh, and my son loves being here he yeah. actually doesn't he hates it when he doesn't get to come yeah. so I'm fortunate enough that they're a big part of that this really just like helps. just yeah. like uh, just like if we were home together yeah. and uh, but
0: well cause this becomes home
2: yeah. It is. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm here more yeah. than I than yeah. I sleep, really and truly. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where uh, you just have to kind of feel it out. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, when I first started the, my position that I work at now at Franklin Fixtures, it consumed me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't start there in the position that I currently work at, I started there as just like a de- department manager. Yeah. And some things happened all of a sudden, and the guy who owns the company walked up to me one day. My boss. Was gone. I don't know what happened to him. He walks up to me and goes, You're the man now. I'm gonna need you to, to take care of this. And yeah. he turns around and he walks off. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Yeah. I didn't know that. She's really Sweet, yes. My boss had left the company. Yeah. Wow. So one Friday afternoon, I'm the department manager. Monday morning, I'm the plant man. Yeah. That's and a big jump. that's, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, It was, and, and they had just moved this factory from massachusetts and it wasn't even a fully operational when all this happened so i worked 80 hours a week there 90 yeah. hours a week i worked 21 straight days a day off at that factory yeah. and it was just like it consumed me yeah and this place suffered my health suffered all that stuff yeah. suffered and it was just it's just one of those situations where i kind of got to the point where i had to start taking something back from myself yeah. and that sounds really terrible but I don't, I, don't I think, think you target talking so. people who understand that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I, all this stuff that I've worked for uh, from the time I started getting fit and started changing the way I, you know, just the way I handled my life is starting to slip away from me. I started, I mean, I gained a bunch of weight back, uh, and I barely worked out maybe one time a week, two times a week. And every one of those efforts were completely pathetic. Yeah. I mean, just to be honest. And, uh, and I was mad about it. I got so tired of it. I mean and I know before we started working together in September, like in July, I texted you or messaged you about it because I was already there mentally. Yeah. I was like, I'm just tired of this. Yeah. And then I made excuses and said, But work, but works too. Yeah. I got this. I got that I can't do that right now. And it kinda came around and it's just like six months later I was like, Okay. Time. something has to change or I'm going to die yeah. you know I mean I'm going to have a heart attack I'm to, my blood pressure is going through the roof you know because work was just completely stressing me out yeah. and uh, I just I just got to the point where I was like, okay no matter what it takes it from here on out no matter what it takes I'll make time yeah to, to take something back for me so that's kind of where we went from there yeah yeah you need to yeah, just give me one second.
1: now we're back oh, no. on. We just missed that. We just missed that whole part. That whole part. <laughs> well, this is we'll, the joy of a professional yeah, operation here. It's okay. The, I think one of the things that we were, we were discussing with that is prior, prioritize, which was a huge point. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, was kind totally of a big <laughs> deal. I'm going to blame Roy. Let's pretend none <laughs> yeah. this happened. We're going to start over. We're going to start all over. So,
0: the what we were like, Jamie was saying, the it's not like the. Work decreased. It's not like anything changed except, mindset. as Jamie said, your mindset. Yeah. And prioritizing. Okay. This is some. This is as important as. Going to work. This, this is as important as sleep. This is as important as. Eating. And I
1: think you were discussing essentially looking at your um, coworkers, um, even, your, even the people that are technically your subordinates, as they're, they're technically your family and you're keeping them up you know and giving them the best version of you means you have to take some time for yourself
2: yeah i mean and and i didn't see it that way yeah i mean like like i said a second ago it's like i felt like am i neglecting a responsibility to them yeah just so i can go work out yeah but
0: may actually be the opposite
2: i mean yeah i mean that's easy i mean it's not easy to see it that way now but it's it makes sense but to me I was like okay I I am neglecting responsibility what if this guy needs me for this you know in in that time that I'm gone and and then I realized that you know work didn't get any slower we're busier now than we were then and even then and it was just like have to learn to deal with those things as they come and not and not stress about things you don't know about right you know you you can't control everything and uh, and having a high stress level about all that just doesn't it doesn't do anything to make you sick
1: well i think that's one of the things that you're about you're about a year older than me um and that's one of the things i learned when i opened my own business was the prioritizing time um was a, a, a very tough thing for me to do because i wanted to have control and impact of everything that was going on when in reality this Great big scope, which was massive. I was only able to actually control this small piece, which was me. Um, Which you know, you could do everything right, and something could still go wrong. But as long as you did everything that you possibly could, this isn't like give a hundred percent effort type thing. This is you do everything you can, and then let the chips fall as they should. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's one of the things I learned after, probably after I opened. I was opening this, this store in Cool Springs for two years, and I was literally there. I told you about my, about my day. I was mm-hmm. way up at 2.30, you know, doing my, what I had to do before I had clients, before I opened the store, before I had more clients, then open, closed the store, then I bounced at nighttime. You know, so I was trying to handle everything, and which ended up giving everyone in my life, especially relationships, the the, the ass end, essentially. No, what's yeah. left. Yeah. There's not, not much, point, there's not, not much. much left.
2: You get the hour that I sleep. Yeah. Yes. Sirs. And, and my wife, uh, she is, I mean, she's the foundation on everything that I've got. Yeah. I mean, really it is. And I know that sounds cliche and silly, but it really is true. me without her helping me do all these things. Navigate it. Yeah. It wouldn't happen at all. And, uh, her and I, like I said, we've been together for a long, long time, yeah. 20 years. Uh, married for almost 17 and owning this gym was not the first business that her and i had and uh, when we were 19 years old so let's let's date myself a little bit here that was the two the 2000 2001 yeah uh the economy at that point was booming right mm-hmm. everything was rocking and rolling and banks were giving a money money away like it's candy if you wanted to open a business and you could string words together and put a period at the end of it. You got money. That's all it took. And it knocks my, out half of Facebook right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's silly to think about that that way, but that's really and honestly, they gave a 19-year-old, me and my wife, $350,000. Oh. Yeah. To do I, what? So my wife and I started our own stores. Great. And they were successful. And this is a this is a good story the dollar tree at that point was just kind of emerging and it was still predominantly new England's Mm -hmm. business. And we went to one of their conferences where you can talk about opening up your own dollar tree and they give us the spiel and how much it costs up front and how much percentage they take and yada, yada, yada and how they do all this stuff. And after we left, you know, and I, we were, we were talking and she's, she's a smart one. I did what I was told. Uh, Smart man. (laughs) You are smart. Uh, she's a smart one. I did what I was told, but, uh, I said, like, you know, I don't think they've got any secret yeah. that we can't do ourselves. So we started our own franchise called Dollar City. And I've, we did I've seen those. Did we, I, we did the exact same thing yeah. that they did. sold everything for a dollar. And we opened one in Lafayette, Tennessee, and it boomed. It was crazy. It was way bigger, way faster than we were even ready for. So, being 19 year old and having no experience whatsoever, not knowing that you should wait, we opened another one and another one and another one. So, in less than 18 months, we had four stores, 80 employees. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chrissy was flying all over the United States to trade shows, buying $100,000 $100, worth of goods and having it shipped. And I was bouncing back and forth from stores and answering the phone all this stuff and it was it was great I mean it was successful we were doing good we had uh, Lafayette and Carthage and Jamestown and Livingston uh, here, so regionally uh, and I was here one day and there one day and we were hiring you know store managers and employees and stuff and the phone never stopped ringing even on Sundays and whenever somebody couldn't come to work it was always her or I that had yeah. to take care of that and after about three years of that, almost four years of that, I, I mean, I just got to the point. Where I hated it. Yeah. At first, it was amazing because I thought, we, being young and stupid again, we have made it. We have figured this thing out, and we're not even 22 years old, you know. And but all we were doing is we owned our job. Yeah. <laughs> that's really all it was.
0: Created a job for yourself. Yeah. You know, that's,
2: that's all we did, and uh, and we worked way harder and way more than everybody else did. And uh, we took on a few partners in order to alleviate some of the massive debt that we were in. And then, ultimately, we sold out to our partners, and uh, which was the best thing that we could possibly do. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure what happened beyond that, beyond the scope of what I, my knowledge of the company, but uh, Chrissy went back to school, and she er, went to college, graduated uh, with honors in three and a half years, and I just went to work at a local factory in Livingston. Yeah. And I just kind of like, over the next several years just kind of languished mm. and you know I, I really wasn't being ambitious yeah. like I felt like I I lost all this time I just worked went to work every day come home sit on the couch watch TV and uh and that went on and on and uh, Chrissy graduated school started her own company which she still owns and operates and it, which is still very successful I changed jobs a couple times and gained weight and did nothing. And I just got to the point where one day – and she talks about this all the time. She's like, you woke up one day a different person. And she, and ever since then, I've, I've been uh, more motivated yeah. about stuff. I mean, we opened this gym, Darren and I, and Darren is – I can't say enough about how important Darren is to this whole operation. Yeah. So – but uh, Darren and I opened the gym – I convinced him to do it. <laughs> he he worked another full time job somewhere else. I said, "Hey, listen, I've been doing this thing called CrossFit." And he's like, "I don't know what that is." He's doing traditional training. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "It's amazing, dude. We can, we should open a gym." He's like, "I don't know." I'm like, "Seriously, man, we should do it." He's like, "All right, I'm with you." <laughs> That's literally the entire conversation. And then uh, you know, I I was like, "Okay, don't worry. I'll put up a, a business plan together, and we'll go to the bank and we borrow, I mean, money and we went because I thought I knew all about that because i have done that before." Yeah. And I didn't know how to talk a bank into giving us money. But beyond that, <laughs> yeah. I had never had a, a, a business in the fitness industry. And I yeah. didn't know how much it would impact my life. Uh, especially when we started getting all these, all these clients yeah. that became family, yeah. that became best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Best friends. And uh, that are still best friends. We have clients today mm-hmm. that joined the gym within the first two months of it opening. We mm-hmm. still have them. Uh, and they're very close uh there's several of them they're very close to me and the thing is is back then if we had five people come through the door Mm -hmm. a day me and darren were like rocking rocking this is the we are awesome you know because no one knew what it was yeah yeah we had a sign out on front said crossfit nights and nobody knew what that meant and or what that was and uh our first little location, you know, before we moved to this spot, you know, people could walk by and look in, and it looked terrifying to them, pretty yeah. much, and I was literally, like, out on the sidewalk begging people to walk in, Yeah, and I had no shame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, If I could get them to come in and talk to me, I could just beg them. I could convince them to do it, and then I realized that it doesn't work either, because if they don't want it for themselves, they're not, not going to do CrossFit. <laughs> no. They're just not. It's just, it's too uncomfortable. Yeah. So, but kind of came a long way around yeah
0: so how long have you been in this location
2: we moved here in september of 13 okay okay was that when
1: i think that's no yeah that's when i was here yes yeah yeah we uh we
2: moved here because we had got to the point at the other place which was about 1800 square feet Mm -hmm. and it was narrow yeah like thirty feet wide yeah. and hundred foot long I mean it was just this little tiny and it had an office in the middle of it, so you had to like <laughs> walk all the way to one wall to get to the back side and it had one single wide glass entry door in the front and one in the back and no air conditioning and no way to vent it and it was oh. it was horrible it was musty oh it was it was really bad when we moved out of there I mean there was some there was some funk in there that <laughs> I don't know if you're ever getting out, but they uh,
0: bulldozed the building? <laughs> yeah,
2: they just burned it You guys ruined it. Yeah. But, uh, and but we we outgrew that, I and mean, yeah. we were like we're getting to the point where people would come in, and we literally felt unsafe mm. for people to be working out that close to each other. Yeah. And uh, it was just, and uh, we talked to uh, talked to some guys. We actually hired. I don't know if you guys know a three two one go, Chris Cooper. They uh, they make shorts, right? Uh, they have a. Chris Cooper owns a. Business where he mentors CrossFit. Oh, uh, okay, that's like um, the CrossFit Vancouver um, yeah. Catalyst. He, he, he start, yeah. his first gym was Catalyst, uh, but he we hired him to mentor us, and we yeah. talked to him. We went over all the financials. We went over everything. We worked with him for like ten weeks mm-hmm. uh, with phone calls and all these emails, and information back and forth. And finally, he comes me, he's like, "Yep, I think you got to move." Yeah, because we were like really scared.
1: Yeah,
2: like it's a big deal. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And yeah so we we did all this stuff and darren and i thought we were geniuses we budgeted all all this money it's going to take us x amount of dollars to pull this move off and yeah because this building when we moved in it didn't even have bathrooms
1: oh man that's a big expense
2: yeah so yeah it, you can't tell under the mats but we actually had to take all the concrete out along the back wall and put on the pipe from pipe and all this stuff in here uh and it didn't have anything these offices weren't here the restrooms weren't there uh and we're like, it's going to cost us this much. we got estimates. It costs four times that much. Oh, Jesus. That sounds like our build-out for... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just ran away. Yeah. It ran away. And uh, that was along the time when I broke my arm severely. So I was actually off work. So I was actually able to manage all the stuff that was going on, blessing in disguise, because yeah. it would have been almost impossible otherwise. But we got, we got moved in here, and after that, our first month here... We immediately had a space problem again. Yeah. Uh, there's 19,000 cars go to this intersection a week, so our exposure was
1: yeah. the river. Yeah.
2: And we just had people. I mean, we had no parking. People were parking at the Mexican restaurant across the street. We were getting in trouble, and it was they were parking in the road up here, and the police would come, and it was a mess. But we've we've leveled out since then. Yeah. And it and we figured out how to make all that work, but it was crazy. I mean, this. We've been very fortunate, considering at that time, when we moved here, there were four CrossFit gyms at that What was the number? It was CrossFit? 2237.
1: Yeah, 2237.
2: Uh, and then there was CrossFit Cookville, uh-huh. and there was Mayhem, uh-huh. and then there was us. Mayhem was brand new at that point. Wasn't Bra- it? Mayhem was brand new. Yeah. and they See, our old location is right up the street. And they were right there. Yeah. And then we just moved on the other side of them. Yeah. And then they moved away. But uh, And then Cookville closed. And then Cumberland went out of business. And so, but it was just, we were very fortunate. I mean, yeah. we, I, I mean, we were doing something right because people were coming. Yeah. And uh, we were. And staying. And staying. Yeah. And, but that was another thing. It's like the growing pains associated with that. We had a lot of people that didn't stay. Yeah. And. And it's just because we grew so fast right there in that first three or four months that we swept them in and we swept them right out mm-hmm. because we just couldn't, we couldn't love on everybody yeah. that yeah. quickly. You know. And you, you couldn't give every – as much as you tried, you couldn't give everybody the attention that
1: they deserved. Yeah. And it was just – I think when I used to – I used to manage another gym, and one of the things the other owner was, was constantly struggling with was these people that felt like family. they have been there from the beginning – that ended up canceling and you feel almost betrayed at yeah. that point by those people yep. you're like huh. I, I mean I had these people over to my house you know we've been friends for three years what what happened and mm-hmm. I, I think that's the, a big struggle um, that a lot of people come across that you know own gyms like this that are built from the, the ground up you know you have like you say you have people that have been there for the whole time you've been open yeah. and what if one of those people left you'd be hurt yeah, I mean that would be that's like a losing a family member. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So you know, I think that's one of the things that that a lot of people struggle with, and, and like you said, you've lost them. Dealing with that and, and continuing on is is how do you go about doing that? You know, for a long time, I was super wrapped up with
2: people yeah. coming and going, and uh, Darren and I always said, you know, you have twenty four hour access to us. Yeah, and then when people wouldn't come back, I'm like. Well, I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad that you went somewhere else. I, I want to know why you went somewhere yeah. else. Not, if, if I'm not doing good, I want you to tell me. Can't you can't change yeah. it. You can't fix it. That's right. You know, and, and I got really, I got hung up on that. Yeah. And Darren is, uh, much more level-headed when it comes yeah. to that. He's, he's a, a calmer individual than I am. And, you know, he, he was like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. He's like, we try to do better we try to do the best we can for who we have yeah. but don't don't get hung up on that and you know in in there was what happened was is, oh, we lost a, a significant chunk of people mm-hmm. at one point mm-hmm. and what it was is when rich reopened man uh-huh. we lost i don't know 20 30 people which is like- huge yeah. huge huge and it's not and I'm fine with them going there because they choose to go to his gym. If he has a better product, yeah. There we go. I, mean, I understand. I understand all that. It's just like, but for me, at that point in my life, I was just like, I can't. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, yeah. What are we not doing right? Yeah. And it wasn't really that we weren't doing anything right. Yeah. They just wanted something different.
0: Yeah. New shiny toy.
2: New. I mean, that's that's a good way to look at it. And it was it was one of those things where it's like, man, I just felt you know you feel deflated. I think my, my biggest question there, because
1: we just moved to a bigger gym, um, yep. and how many of those people did you get back? Maybe half. Okay. So the thought process there is, all right, we're going to go check it out. We want to go see the new thing. Maybe we want to work out with Rich, or that's the thought process that, that people go through. They want to work out with X.
0: Well, they think.
1: Yeah. I and mean, then they realize.
0: Rich is going to be coaching every class yep. and working out with us, and yep. that's not the case. Not the
2: case, No. Rich is a busy guy. Yeah. yeah. People and, – and Rich is a great guy. Yeah. I, and I mean in no way would I ever say anything else because he is a great guy. He's done a lot for the CrossFit community. He's yeah. done a lot for the cool community. Uh, even when we did the Iron Eagle Challenge, he was gracious enough to yeah. come compete just so more people would come and join. Yeah. And just to, so Rich is a great guy. I have nothing but good things to
1: say about Rich. I think the reason I ask that is because I think people get excited about, like, like Roy said, the new shiny thing. Yeah. But what it comes back to is, you know, the family, the community aspect, the, the community that you've created, you and Darren have created here. Uh, obviously, you said your family is, they, they're here, yep. you know, and they're comfortable enough to be here around everyone. They know everyone. So that what you've created here it sustains itself. Yes. absolutely you know, so, Yeah, yes. I would say that, and that's why those people end up coming back when they leave. If they Even if they left to go, not even to Mayhem, if they left to go to, you know, Burn. Or whatever, yeah. you know, they end up coming back because of that uh, that culture that has been created and ingrained into this place. So I think that's really that. That was my question. That was that was kind of my direction on that. Um, you know, not to put you know someone else's gym on the spotlight or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I think a lot of times though, with this and business, whatever, you know, and people will try other things, but you know. And obviously, you guys have done a great job of retaining. If yeah. you've retained somebody for six years in this you're business, you're doing you know, something right. You're doing something right that a lot of places don't do. But they're they're coming here for you. You go. You do CrossFit. You can do CrossFit in your own damn garage. You ain't got to go anywhere.
2: It's very true. You
0: know, you can get free programming off CrossFit.com. You're done, right? Yeah. You go follow tons of places. You Post your stuff on Instagram. Yeah. You can do it anywhere. But they're coming here for you. They're buying you. So when they go, oh, there's a new shiny toy over here. Let me go over here. And then they l- realize it's something, something's missing.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've got all this cool yeah. stuff. We're missing that interaction. We're missing yeah. that attention. We're missing what we're getting over here. So
2: That feel. Yeah. 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 And Darren and I, when when we started the gym, uh we always – we talked about this on and on before the gym ever opened because you know, we were waiting for our affiliation to come through and getting equipment and you know trying to secure funding and all those things. And we, we talked about it. I was like, if we're going to do this – because Darren didn't start doing CrossFit until we were opening the gym because yeah. I had just basically harassed him into doing this. Yeah. And, and he trusted me enough, thankfully, that he blindly followed me into this. And I, I don't know if he would say it's the best decision of his life now, but he uh, he did. And and when we were getting ready for this, we kept talking about okay, how do we make ourselves different than the regular gym in yeah. town that only charges ten dollars a month? Yeah, because we're not charging ten dollars a month. There can only be one. Cheapest gym in town, and it definitely wasn't going to be us, and yeah. we definitely didn't want to be that. Yeah. So we we try to say, well, what makes us different? And
1: justification.
2: What's the justification? And it's like, okay, how do we remove excuses for not coming to the gym?
0: Yeah.
2: And you know, we're like, okay, so what? What are we providing? Well, let's let's make it kids room. So that's the first thing we did. Well, and the old gym, we turned that office that was in the middle that was this giant headache into the kids play area and we put a tv in there and a mm-hmm. dvd player and we had toys and all this stuff in there and we're like Chocolate. you can you can bring your kids don't let that be something that holds you back yeah and then i mean what else did we have and we're like well let's not get a business phone that was a, a big thing it was like we're not going to get a business phone number We're going to put our cell phone numbers on every single thing that we do. And we're going to tell everybody that that number will get answered every time you call it. I don't care when it is. And we lived by that. And you you kind of think, okay, that sounds kind of funny. But it has made a difference. I've had people call me in the middle of the night to ask me a question because they're struggling for something, about something. And a lot of times it's not even related to CrossFit or fitness or eating or anything. It's just... I need someone to hear me. Yeah. So, you know, and we try to think about all those things and make all those decisions based off we're not going to be the cheapest place in town. So we have to justify what we're charging people. Yeah. And, and if they give us a chance, they'll know. Yeah. It's a, like it's that barrier a to choice. entry yeah. is, kind of, yeah. is kind of a big deal. And we went through 17 iterations of what do we do to bring people into the gym? And at first it was like three for free, three workouts for free. And then we went on and it's like, we realized that people were coming for three workouts, then you're seeing me again. Yeah.
1: Like,
2: okay. So I, I wasted a whole lot of time on a person that wasn't ever really considering me. Yeah. So then we, we changed this and we changed that. At that point, we didn't have any kind of on-ramp or entry program because we thought we saw the expense of that as a limit, limiting yeah. factor to getting people in the door. And, you know, we went around and around, and we talked with Chris Cooper, who helped us a lot. And he's like, you, you've got to do it. He's like, if people see the value in it, mm-hmm. he's goes, you have to put value in it. If people see the value in it, they'll understand. Yeah. So we started with the honor program. And, and, and that, at first it was like we teach it on Saturdays. And then we're like, well, people don't want to come on Saturday afternoon after we close class. So then we started teaching it Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, which was better. That helped in the evenings. But we had to stay an hour later. Then people, you know, the people didn't want to be here that late. that late. And either did the coaches. We all have lives. Yeah. You know? And uh, so our current version of that, as it's evolved, is all our on-ramps are one-on-one or two-on-one at the most. And they're scheduled with the coach and the new client on a case-by-case basis, 100% of the time. Yeah. And that has been way more successful than anything that we've ever done.
1: Well, you're you're giving an opportunity to create a relationship. That's right. So your coach then is allowed to build something with that individual, tying that individual to the space. Which you you're also getting a one-on-one. Which I know my my hourly rate is. And I know people are getting a deal if yeah. I'm doing one on one. Yeah. So And two,
0: there's yeah. no excuse if I can't make it on that night at this yeah. time. I don't want
1: to be here late. Well, yep. a schedule when you can.
0: You tell done. me what time you want to be here and I'll be here waiting on you.
1: Yeah. See that that
2: last evolution of it is just another step of that. How do you remove excuses from people being able to come and go? Like two weekends ago we didn't have normal classes. We are testing a format for a potential new competition that we're coming up with. And as far as Darren and I can tell, I've never seen anybody do anything like this. So we wanted to kind of like, well, let's guinea pig it's it. the Masters? No, it's not the Masters competition. It's something I haven't told anybody about it yeah. yet. It's just internal to the gym so far. So, but I was like, before we Roll. let this loose, we need to kind of use our clients as a guinea pig. So what we did is we hosted a mock competition for all the clients who chose to come. And then I had one couple, I think the world of them, they've got, you know, they've got three kids. And they're like, oh, we want to do this. But we don't have a sitter. I'm like, bring them. Yeah. Bring them. We'll find something. I promise. If I have to carry them around, we'll make this happen. <laughs> and, you know, and it's just like, it doesn't matter what kind of little things like, the, the, all those little things that a lot of people would consider inconveniences, don't, they don't matter. If you can service the person and do whatever it takes to do that, it'll all work out. It'll You'll figure it all out. And they brought their kids and their kids played with my son and they had a blast over here. All, yeah. All morning long, actually half the day, they're just running around, ripping, playing. And we did our thing, and it all worked out. But you have to be ready in that moment to say, Rebuttal. Yeah. Don't don't let that stop you. Yeah. Don't don't make an excuse or make a reason to not go for it or just step outside your comfort zone or to choose to do something you've ever done before.
1: Yeah.
0: Now I want to know what this competition is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we're just gonna drop this on you a little bit, but I'm, I'm gonna, gonna tell you about it in there. Yeah. i will
0: give you this hint of this thing you really want to know about, and
2: take it away. All right, so we're okay. I'll give you a little bit of information.
0: Should I pause? No, no, <laughs> I it's okay. Edit
2: this out. No, no, it, it's fine. It's uh, so
0: good, can't tell you.
2: And it, it needs it needs another dry run yeah. or a test run. So what it is is each person gets. Their ability to choose how they move through the competition based off their own strategy of their own weaknesses and strengths.
1: Okay. Ah, so it's like
2: a a thing of floaters. So there are predetermined movements. Okay. And each group, you can actually see the circle of tape here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had three of them. Each group has a judge and then a scorekeeper and six participants. There is a movement announced. Position number one takes that movement and chooses to a what the weight's going to be and what the reps are going to be, and then they wager on how or if That's they can do hold it. Them. It is cross; it's kind of like CrossFit holding. We actually call it the poker run. That's awesome. All right, so they wager yeah. on their ability and what they can do, and choose. People can choose; they can't raise, but they can choose to fold based off their abilities. Or buy in, and the person who performs the best wins that round. So it'll go through six movements. Each person will always have one one chance to set the wager, and also have one chance to act last. So they know what they have to beat. So very cool.
0: That's a very cool idea.
2: So if you if it's something you're bad at, if it's chest of our pull ups, back out. You can back Great. out. But here's the, here's the caveat: only the top three. Chip holders move to the next round. Okay. So these are rounds. These are rounds. Okay. So six movements per round. Mm-hmm. Once you dwindle, you take those remaining people. The top three. Top three of each out of each groups after, after six. After six okay. rounds. And they move into the next circle. And a new set of mo- movements are announced. And the same thing happens until you get down to. So is this,
1: it, this is all individual movement based. That's right. Okay. So it's not like. Three rounds for time. Nope. Um, okay. No. Each, each movement is limited to 60-second window.
2: Okay. And that way you can control your time frame. Okay.
0: Max deadlift at 315
2: for 60 seconds. That's right. Yeah. You can say if the movement's deadlift, if I'm the guy making the wager, I can say 315, I'll do 20 or more. So as long as I make my wager, someone has to do more than I do to beat me. In sixty seconds. In sixty seconds. So oh, every movement really is limited that. to sixty seconds. Yeah. So here's what the competitions really one, it's something the way you can do. Yeah. One, you can bank on strategy and you don't have to do every single movement. And two, you need way less
1: volunteers. Yeah. You have There's six one judge, people. One two volunteers. Yeah. Genius <laughs> which I mean the most yeah. most times in competitions the biggest issue you're coming across is well, you'll right. see it
0: coming up the week of the event. We still need volunteers. We yeah. still need judges.
1: You know, that out of the brewery. Tom's
0: sold out.
2: Yep. Yeah. So that's because we're trying to think about okay, let's do something nobody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Let's give people a new, a new dimension yeah. of competition that's more strategy based. Yeah. And then two, let's how, how do we re- reduce the amount of overhead that's needed to actually pull the competition off? because if you're treating your volunteers right you're at least getting them a shirt and you're feeding them you know and stuff yeah. like that and you're giving them a break so instead of needing six judges one for every person you only need two people and you can rotate them out and you can rotate them yeah. in and out that's right so, so it's like a third list break
1: no one's feeling like they're being used yeah and then everyone's still getting the same you know competition atmosphere that they were getting in, in that's right. others so and it, and the dynamic is is
2: uh, you, and we, the way we're talking about promoting this is like you have to capitalize on what you're good at yeah. when the time comes because you can't sit back and just hope that you hold on to enough chips no to move slow, on.
1: no slow play.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. You all have right. to push, you have to go for it because what we what we discovered is it was really cool how it all worked out the day we did it. We didn't have a large enough group to have a bunch of divisions and stuff like that, yeah. so we kind of had to make a little bit of accommodations for that. But what happened was is one girl – She's one of our best athletes. She got down to one chip in her first round yeah. and then came back and win the, won the whole thing. Yeah. But she realized in the beginning that she needed to push it. She just got beat once, yeah. and it put, put her down. But she, she was smart about it. She played wise, and she ended up beating all these guys and came back and just
1: That's awesome. cleaned house. It was so amazing. Evening, so essentially what you're doing is you're evening, evening the playing field for everyone, as long as you play smart. That's right. Yeah.
2: That's right, because you don't have to worry about a movement limitation to keep you in or out of the game. Yeah. Something different. I like that. That's a really cool concept. So, I mean, it's just stuff that we came up with, you know, we're just sitting around like, you know, how do we do something else that gets people's attention? Something different, yeah. I mean, when we first did the first co-ed competition for the anniversary, as far as I know, like, no one was doing co-ed competitions at that point. We're like, let's do something different. We could have a team competition. We're like, what if it's male-female? Yeah. And now they're all over the place. But, yeah. you know, we, the reason that started is, like, I don't see anybody doing that. Yeah. We just kind of try to come up with things that are different. Nights, PTR, innovation.
0: <laughs> I like it.
2: I like it, too. So,
0: is there a date set for that yet?
2: No, there's not. It's going to be in the fall. It, we're going to – we have to we gotta run through it one more time, work out some of the kinks. Because normal – Divisions don't work either, right? Yeah. So if you if you go in poker terms, you're going to have like pot limit, which is scaled, yeah, and then no limit, which is RX, RX plus whatever, yeah. So and and the way that'll work is you can limit weights and stuff and limit movements, yeah, yeah, on the front end, yeah. So people know before they signed up that okay, this this right here has a defined set of weights, yeah. So I can go here and be in the pot limit, yeah. or this one is fair game for whatever. whatever. It could be whatever, and this is no limit. Yeah. So, I like so it. So That's a great idea. Yeah. So. So we're going to
1: try it out. Hopefully it'll work out. Well, let us know when that date is, and, <laughs> yeah. and we'll, we'll plug we'll it, away. it out. So. Yeah,
2: like I said, hopefully from like Septemberish. Yeah. That's what we're thinking. So in the fall. Cool.
0: On the calendar. On the
2: calendar. On the calendar. Yeah, we'd love to have you guys for sure. How we
0: always come out. Well. All right, well, Jamie, it's time to drive back to Nashville.
1: Unfortunately, I have clients this afternoon. But, um, Corey, thanks for having us, man. It was it my is, pleasure, guys. I really appreciate you guys coming. It's great to, again. great to learn about uh, the oldest oh, affiliate, non-affiliate. Geez.
2: Yeah, oh, the oldest not technically affiliate anymore uh, Still. In, in
1: Cookville. Yeah. So OG. Oh, appreciate right. your time, and thank you very much. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks, man. <music>